0: Some damn game this is about lives. Do you get it? Welcome to the Stephen Stone Show, powered by two dudes trying to revive and relive their college podcast. I think America is the land of second chances, except for when it comes to this dude, Mr. Job at the Hut. you fat, slobbly, no good, lazy, oh, come on, Bo- no, on that's a little strong. and listen, with your host. Newport goals announcer and a guy that doesn't believe you can eat mac and cheese with a spoon, Stephen Hutt. Five eight little mousy boys that live in the wall and crawl <laughs> around for cheese. <laughs> okay, we get it. Alongside award winning podcaster and two time Nebraska walk on trial participant Colton Stone.
1: How he takes off the shirt. He's bare chested and banging his chest. The guy is drunk, but there he goes.
0: Being everything from college football to baseball to creating dumb lists purely for debate. Totally! Well, Doug and I love scooping. Tune in every week wherever you listen to podcasts and enjoy. Now there's a difference between having fun and being a jackass.
1: Welcome into the Stephen Stone Show. I'm Stephen Offo alongside Colton Stone. And today we are going to be uh, talking about the canceled seasons for college football in the Big Ten and Pac-12 slash uh, also the conferences that will actually play. We'll talk about the baseball unwritten rules and then the parents, our thoughts on the parents and fans um, complaining about college football not playing this upcoming season. Uh, But Colton, it's been probably about two weeks since we last talked and did a show together. Uh, How's it going,
0: buddy? I'm good, man. Um, You know, I don't want to say I've got a lot of pent-up rage, but uh, I think, I don't know. It's this really weird time. You know, we talk about it's a weird time for the media just because of everything that's going on, everything's so uncertain, it's day-to-day. But it's also really weird because you've got two sides of the spectrum where people are blaming the media for rooting for seasons to be canceled, and then you've got the other side where it's like, um, you know, Nebraska says they want to play football, and the media takes it way out of context. So it's just like, you know, you've got – it's. It's a really weird divide right it's now, a mess. but yeah. um, and, overall, know, I'm we, good, you know.
1: <laughs> we decided, you know, kind of, I mean, part of it was our schedules, but also like we didn't want to record. I felt like we, we waited to record to um, kind of let everything settle and not be so emotional uh, mm-hmm. with our takes and maybe a little more sensible. And then, you know, and maybe you feel the same way. As this has built up throughout the weeks, I'm just as much emotional as I was about it before or or like mm-hmm. upset. Um, with everything going on maybe even more just because it's it's becoming frustrating to me i don't know
0: yeah i think i'm angrier than i was you know two (laughs) weeks ago um and you know that's who i am as a person
1: yeah
0: (laughs) i'm the guy that tells kids to skip class and to give up on their dreams so um you know i'd probably give that advice to my my own younger self but um yeah i it's it's weird because i thought like hey the dust will settle yeah you know, people will have some time to breathe. They'll get over it. They'll say, like, hey, man, this sucks, but, like, let's let's focus on the positives. Let's focus on what we can do. I mean, look at – I know we're going to get into it, but, like, look at the volleyball um, conferences and look at um, some of the, you know, non-revenue sport. I mean, for Nebraska, volleyball is a revenue sport. But, you know, look at some of the non-revenue sports, and they're saying, like, this sucks. But let's all come together. Let's unify. Let's find a way to play in the spring because you know that's the end goal. You know if they're if they're planning on postponing till the spring, there's no sense in not coming up with a plan, right? And then you've got the opposite side. Well, the Pac-12 hasn't said anything, and everyone keeps saying, "Oh, it's because they're irrelevant." It's like, no, I think it's because they have like, you know. Stanford, uh, UCLA, uh, Cal, USC, you know, where doctors come from, um, you know, they have them saying, like, no, it's probably just not safe. Let's, like, figure it out. So, the pac 12s kind of kept their mouth shut, um, you know, maybe rightfully so. But it seems like the news came out. You've got your non-revenue sports saying, like, we'll figure it out. And you've got your revenue sports saying, like, well, what the hell's going on and why can't we figure this out now? And it's just, you know... It's that battle for not instant gratification, but it's that battle for, you know, what what they, I guess, think is right. But I think what, what I'm so upset about, and I, I think I put it, I did put it in my Twitter thread, um, you know, where was this outrage when baseball wasn't played in March where was this was outrage say, You know, there's been five you know, months to figure this out right where was this outrage for I know it's track and field but like where was that you know wrestling championships got canceled I know March Madness was canceled but even then people were like man well that's totally understandable and I like I told you time I mean you know I'm not blaming you but I told people time <laughs> and time again that as soon as college football rolls around it's gonna be like Hey football's back. We're playing football. Like as soon as they have the opportunity, like they let the, they let the dust settle when the non-revenue sports got canceled. Everyone got over it. They said, "We'll move on. This is like uncharted territory." And then they got to June and they're like, "All right, let's play football." And it's just like I I I think everyone could see the writing on the wall. Like this is what was going to happen. Football is always is always going to be the king of, of fall and king of college sports and I get that it makes the most money but at the same time it's like you, you know if you're going to care about your revenue sports you've got to care about your non-revenue sports otherwise it's it's hypocritical and you know it, it kind of devalues what the rest of your student athletes mean to your university
1: yeah no I'm, I'm totally with you and um, getting into like the outrage that, that broke once Big Ten and Pac-12 announced their seasons were, were canceled, a lot of people saying, you know, not agreeing with the decision and saying that they want, want their football and they want to play in the, in the fall, I, and then it just really, like you said, kind of became a divide between the two, mm-hmm. and there was no compromise, nothing. Um, I think it's okay, it's completely okay to want to play football. You ask yep. the coaches, you ask the players. Of course, they're gonna want to play football. That's what they love. That's what they do. Uh, but you don't have a right to play football, right? Like, why should that be be so? Why Why is that like a god given right? It seems uh, people expect it to be uh, when it's just not safe. It's it's mm-hmm. not a time uh, where, where it's okay. I didn't quite understand the outrage. I I I think people need to understand, or they haven't been able to to collect that. A want and a need for it is is completely separate. Hmm. And and people were, were kind of just going crazy. I don't know. I, I didn't quite understand it because um, it's something, you know, these kids are going to be going to class. I, I understand they're going to be safe working out and working with the team being and kind of being in that environment. That, yeah. They're still going to be on campus. They're still going to be going to classes um, with kids who aren't under the same protocols that they are. Hmm. And then there's a chance they bring it uh, if Nebraska goes to – uh ohio or, or penn pennsylvania to play penn state or, or just any of those states then there's a chance we spread it over there and then those kids go and take it to their campus and then those kids go home and take it to their families that that they have to be a part of or so it's just it's such a mess that i i don't understand why people um don't see that i, I just don't understand
0: it. yeah i think uh the best comparison there's two comparisons i've, I've seen one on twitter was like you know, yeah, sometimes my seven-year-old wants to drive my car, but that doesn't mean I let him get behind the wheel. Like, you know, where it's, you know, kind of the, you know, when you're out at, like, dinner with, in a family that's got kids and the dad's drinking. It's like, you know, just because the kid's like, hey, that looks good. It's not like, you know, like, yeah, let's get my toddler just messed up, you know, at the Applebee's. So, um, but that's just the thing is, like, I get, I get being upset. And you know, I, we, you and I have talked about this, and I've talked about it with a lot of people. There, there is a very, there is no gray area with this. If you're going to have people on campus, you're rolling with the punches. People are just going to get it. People are going to give it to their family. Something bad is going to happen, and the university is liable for it. On the other side of it is, you know, they send everybody home now the that gray area that does not exist but people want it to exist or think it exists is well let's send home the non-student athletes and let's keep the student athletes on campus okay well now they're not students because you didn't send them home with the other students and now they're not amateurs because you're only using them to run your business at that point they're employees i don't care if they sign a waiver i don't care if they sign a contract that says we won't sue if something bad happens to me, or a family member, but there is no document that will protect a university from getting their ass sued because something bad happened. And that's just the fact of the matter. Like, if, if you're going to treat them like employees, then you're going to pay them like employees. I don't care if they're the 115th player on the roster or if it's Adrian Martinez. Like, you just, you pay them. Like, you pay them the same amount. It's a flat rate. They can make their own money wherever they want. And... It's, you know, as soon as they mentioned basically making a union, the NCAA was like, oh, uh, uh, we should probably like do something about this. And it's like, yeah, probably. And it's probably just pay them or figure out a way. You can't tell me that there isn't enough money. You know, I've talked about some of those smaller private schools. You look at their endowment. It's in the billions of dollars. Like these universities have money somewhere, you know, and I get that money that goes into tuition is supposed to go into the university. It's not supposed to go into athletics, but like make it a one-time thing, make it a, you know, increase player stipends, make it. So, you know, they have their scholarship money, but they're getting more, you know, or one other thing they talked about is like, Hey, every year that you're on the active roster, you get $10,000 into you know a savings account and then when you graduate if it's four years five years you have forty or fifty thousand dollars in savings that if you don't make the nfl you have money and you're being paid for your efforts um there are ways to do this but there is not a gray area in this situation like you either play roll to punches or you send everybody home you can't if you want to keep them amateurs you can't have it both ways
1: yeah yeah i, I i'm completely with you there what do you make of uh nebraska ohio state some of the schools Um, threatening to play elsewhere for for the season.
0: Yeah, so I think, again, with the outrage, I think what got blown up with Nebraska is literally all Scott Frost said is, like, we want to play. Like, we've looked at options of playing this fall, but, like, you know, we're in the Big Ten. That's basically all he said. But everyone took it as, like, they're going rogue. They're going to go play in the Big 12. They're going to go play in the SEC. Like, they never – Nebraska's joining the MAC. Like, no one – no one ever said anything like that. That's what it got blown into. But, like, it came out of nowhere. And I think even Nebraska was like, this is not even close to what we said. But even the fans were running with it. They were just like, this is great. We're going to, like, we're we're defying the Big Ten. It's like, yeah, we'll think about the penalty of leaving the con- the conference. Think about the $50 million that we, you know, you wouldn't get if you left. It's just like... That that's not what they said at all. And people were just like, This is this is insane. I I never thought this could happen. It's like, that's because it's not happening, <laughs> you know. Um, now as far as as far as um, you know, could I see these schools like banding together to play on their own, I mean it wouldn't upset me, but I think it just, you know, I, I think it again kind of shows the You know hypocritical nature of 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 the business basically is the university's doing everything they can to to make a dollar um and i get it like there are going to be economic impacts there's going to be impacts to the school's budget there's going to be impacts to you know local economies like lincoln um uh, probably not columbus they're a bigger city but you know place ann arbor places like that east lansing michigan um so I get that, I understand that, but at the same time, it's just like, you know, you are defying what your conference affiliation is doing, and at some point, that's not gonna fly.
1: Yeah, yeah, it would make the Big Ten look horrible if all of a sudden it's big teams and big brands started going playing elsewhere for the year um, when they decided to cancel it. I, I imagine there'd be maybe some legal issues or something with, with in terms of rights that the mm-hmm. Big Ten owns over the schools. Um, so I imagine it would just make everything look worse. I, I did think the Big Ten was clever when they they canceled the season and they said um, there's a possibility of a spring season. Um, yeah. I think we can all agree the possibility of a spring season is almost zero. It, it's a logistical nightmare in terms of um, mm-hmm. these kids schedules in school in terms of these kids schedule um, you know with, in terms of with the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you have you know the draft and the combine and um, in, in those spring seasons, and then um, you would have to turn around quickly and play another full season in the fall just months later. Um, so I think it's almost you know 0% chance that there's a spring season, but they left the hope out there mm-hmm. so the teams wouldn't leave and, and play somewhere else in the fall or at least try to.
0: Yeah, so I, I've got two takes um, on that. One being, yeah, the Big Ten did itself a service by um, saying that they were – trying to do something for the spring. Um that being like you said that teams can't play in the fall um because you know the conference is trying to actively come up with a plan to play later. Um and that's why the some of the outrage where it's like oh the season's canceled. It's like actually they said it's postponed like you know, it's kind of like, hey, you were suspended indefinitely. It's like, well, how long is that? It's like, well, like, <laughs> it could be two days. It could be two years. You know, ask Miles Garrett. He was suspended indefinitely for no reason. Um, Jeez. Uh, Still not over. <laughs> not over that yet. Um, my other take on that is, I think there is a world like I think it's higher than a zero percent chance um, <laughs> that that they play in the spring. And the reason is, is um, you know, you look at like the plan that I don't know if you saw Jeff Brom's plan. Um, or what what some other people have said, but Jeff Braun basically said, okay, you know, let's say it's still just conference only so you can keep protocols in the spring, right? So you start, you know, you do camp probably February, first week of February, right? And then you play sometime in March, you start in March, and you play an eight-game conference season. So you basically play your side and then one your natural crossover, Nebraska would be probably Iowa you know Purdue would be Indiana Ohio State Michigan well they're in the same but you know what I mean Same the the natural crossovers Um, so that would work if you started at the right time now the problem with that being you know the weather in Nebraska in March could be 85 or it could be 5 below Um, that's the problem especially if you're playing outdoors but then you also think about it like these guys are playing in November when it's probably worse um (laughs) Weather-wise, or they're playing in December weather-wise. So his then, you know, you play March, say you play eight games, you have two bye weeks, you know, that puts you at 10 weeks, maybe a championship, 11 weeks. So you're looking at about three months. You're done probably June 1st, let's say. And then you have all of June off, all of July off, and then uh, fall camp starts August 1st or whatever, the first Friday of August, whatever it may be. And you just set up the season to fall in line with that. And then you make it 10-game season where you do nine game, nine conference games, one non-conference. And then at least it's a little bit shortened. But there is a way to do it. Now, you also have Nick Saban's take on it, which is it'd turn into JV football. And I told people, like, honestly, I'd probably still watch it because, you know, college football is uncertain to begin with. So, you know, am, I, I wouldn't mind watching the guys that, have already used their red shirt and like to see what they actually look like you know you would know now would it suck because you don't get you know your adrian martinez your justin fields those kind of guys like yeah it would but no one's saying they're necessarily sitting out for sure so i don't know i don't know how likely it is but I think if you get the right people and the right minds and I think if you get everybody to unify I think you can find something but That's it's a not lot of easy for me. That's it's not easy. If. I get that but
1: you know what we just dealt with in the fall wasn't easy. They had 5 months to prepare and try to come up with plans. They released a schedule through a couple of days before they canceled yeah, mm-hmm. the season. I just don't think they're they're really going to be able to figure it out and you know, with that being said, our last episode did not age well. I was very optimistic about the season. My optimism was growing. And then a few days later, all of a sudden, everything's gone. So mm-hmm. uh, I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. But learning from what I learned and how this all was dealt, I just I don't see how it's going to happen. I, I think it's too much of a logistical nightmare. Mm-hmm. And it, they, they haven't really given enough answers so far, the Big Ten to the teams. Right. I don't think they're going to – all of a sudden, change pace and be able to give those answers.
0: See, and I think I think that's that. You're exactly right because I think what happened was is everything got canceled back in March. So yeah, five months. They I think it go away. I think everybody assumed that they did, wouldn't have to change the course. They could just again roll with the punches. I think they could just you know, hey, we'll wait it out, and the. The theme of the whole summer and you know early fall, fall camp at least has been like let's kick this can down the road as far as we can until, you know we have to pick it up and go home. Um, just thinking about that though, that is such a dumb train of
1: thought and yeah. dumb just way, way to go. I mean, why wouldn't you be proactive about it? Why wouldn't people you know do the Bill Belichick just do your job, wear your masks, be safe, and then we don't have to deal with all this? Uh, but we didn't. And people didn't care or were selfish or didn't have the mm-hmm. foresight to see this happening. And now we're in this mess where we don't have football. Everyone's not happy. And there's a good chance we're not going to have it in the spring either. And, yeah. and change your ways or, or be proactive about it because then there's a solution to the problem.
0: And, and here's here's the difference, too, because you could say, well, the NFL waited till the last minute to come out with their protocols. Well, guess what? Here's the difference. They're getting paid. Like, they're yeah, employees. They, they know, if your boss a lot called, less
1: than college.
0: Yeah, if your boss called you tomorrow and said, like, hey, uh, this is changing in two days, you'd be like, okay, well, I'm getting paid to do it, you know. But the, the thing is, is, like, you're not paying these kids. And you made a good point. People are saying, like, well, they're safer playing football. But the problem is, and they're like, why?
1: Environment.
0: <laughs> well, they're like, well, why are they sending thousands of kids back to campus? It's because one, they're going to cash in on the tuition and dorm money. And we already said that, but that's a hundred percent what they're doing. But two, like they have to, it's again, you have to try until it doesn't work. And the problem is, is like, if they're going to have in class, in class, um, you know, classes. in person, in person classes, um, you know, you're going to have athletes that are in there with people that aren't athletes, you know, them in there with professors, you're going to have them in there with GAs, TAs, like, you don't know where these people have been, so you have two options, do you, like, shelter your student-athletes and show that they are more than just student-athletes, or do you let it run its course, and then, you know, the whole season gets canceled anyways, you know, so it's just like, you know I don't get why that's that's everybody's go-to. Is <laughs> yeah. Like you keep sending, they're sending people to campuses. Like yeah, and look how many people are testing positive. Like that's just yeah, it's a mess. Like that it, it would eventually trickle into the student athletes, whether they're getting tested one time a week or a hundred times a week. Look at what happened what was happening at Liberty. They said like, well, we've only been testing people that have uh, symptoms, and we haven't tested anybody in two weeks. And it's like no, that is 100%, the hundred percent the wrong thing of what you're supposed to that's test them no words. matter what.
1: I think you know. one of the bigger schools took a week off. It might have been Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yeah. And all of a sudden now these guys are, are testing positive for COVID. And they're, of course, yeah. of, of course this is going to happen. And they go back into the environments that they're going to be in. Or you take a week off of testing, this is going to happen. And it's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. And so this whole thing is, is just an absolute mess. And I, I'm i just still confused as to why people can't can't see what the obvious solution is.
0: Yeah. And I – I, I want to get uh, your take on this. Cause obviously some NFL teams are trying capacity, like small capacities. Some are going no fans to start the season, whatever it may be. I think my, my favorite like thing that, that gets me through the day sometimes is the people that are getting mad about like, Oh, why don't we have football? Why don't we have this Blah blah. Are blah. the same people that when they found out, even if they had football, that the only people that were going to be allowed in were either season ticket holders, <laughs> boosters, or people that had suites and no money. one else. Yeah. And then they were going to be pissed at like, "Well, what did what, you know, what did I do that I don't deserve to go to a game?" And then they're going to get pissed that they can't go into the bars because <laughs> the bars are also at capacity with everything going on. Like at some point, no matter what the universities do, whether it's cancel, people are pissed. They play, but only 20% of people are allowed. They're pissed. They play. They have no fans. People can't really fill into bars. They're pissed. So it's just like college football is maybe, and college basketball probably too, but college football is one of the only sports I'd say where the fans are a 1,000% needed because you know that like without fans, I think we would see that college football is the inferior product to the NFL despite the NFL taking six hours to play a game. But you know, college football is fun because the atmosphere. You know, hey, I went to that school. Hey, I have family members that go to that school. Like it's a tradition. Like it's it's history, right? And you take away that part of it. I mean, think about Nebraska not playing in a sold out crowd. I think the air would just get sucked out of that place. Like I don't. It just it doesn't feel. It doesn't go feel like From a five
1: and seven team to a three and nine
0: team. <laughs> hey, they weren't playing twelve games, okay? <laughs> um, but that's the thing; it's just like I, I was, I didn't know what your thoughts on that were, but uh, I just think it's like, you know, I, I cannot imagine or playing in Death Valley with no fans. Playing yeah. uh, Tuscaloosa, they a lot of times play without fans, but that's because it would because, be, it would be, it'd be weird,
1: um, not preferred, but ultimately, I think the smart thing to do, because even if you let some fans in. How are you gonna limit them? You know, going to the bathroom or the concession stands. These people are gonna be next to each other. They're gonna, they're they're gonna look for better seats than the one that you gave them, uh, because there's no one else in the damn stadium, and yeah. there's all these great seats open. Yeah. It's it's not. You're you have no chance of actually like policing these people once they're in the stadium, or you have a very small chance of of ensuring that they're at a safe dif- distance and they're under the safety protocols if you have them. Mm-hmm. It will be weird. I will say, like, the no fans in sport. I watch a lot of soccer, and they have no fans. And I kind of like it, actually, more more than fake fans or digital fans or, or a limited capacity because you can hear the coach yelling to the players. You can hear the players communicating. It's a level of access that we haven't really had mm-hmm. um, before, and I thought that was cool. Baseball, you had some of that. I mean, there's way more F-bombs that are being caught <laughs> on mics than, than before. Umpires
0: need hot mics, Always, yeah. yeah.
1: And so, you know, maybe for football we, we'd get that, in that aspect would be cool, but you're right. College football, you would recognize as the inferior product just because so much of it is the atmosphere. I mean, you and I have called games, um, and the intensity and the atmosphere that, that comes with a sold-out crowd for, for uh, football sold-out 90,000 game uh, people in Nebraska um, versus a, like a college soccer game mm-hmm. where there's just a few hundred. It's completely different and you have a completely different feel about it um so it would be weird wouldn't it be as good of a product but i i think there's aspects that you can enjoy and, and it, understand that it's important because then we get fans next year and yeah. that's what you know that's what matters
0: i mean and think about you know the nba has done just fine without fans and honestly the players kind of like it because it's like playing in a high school gym like they yeah. they don't have to worry about the depth perception they can literally just go out and play basketball like they can just go out and, and do their job. Um, I mean, you and I have called men's and women's basketball games. Like the the atmosphere, a lot of times, depending on who they're playing, or you know, or what's going on, like is Trastic. completely different. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, honestly, I've always enjoyed calling women's basketball games more because like it's just I I it's just more interesting. Like it's honestly a, almost a better product of basketball, whereas like call you know men's basketball is, like, hey, how fast can we go and how high can I dunk? You know, like, that's just how it always is. But that's, you know, that's kind of the other thing, too, is I, I just feel like with with no fans, people would start to be like, wait, why do I watch this? And then, like, you know, that I, I don't know. It just kind of changes. It just is it's, – it's an interesting, you know, way to look at it. And you look at, like, high schools here in Nebraska, they're limiting – You have to, like, purchase them ahead of time or have to, like, have some kind of a list where, you know, each athlete, student athlete, can only have four immediate family members, um, including grandparents. You know, so, like, my little brother, like, could be my mom, stepdad, me, and, like, one other, you know, like, that's it. And, like, that works, but they won't have concessions. I don't think the restrooms are available. Um, You know... Even media personnel's like, allowed to cover, but it's kind of, like, a little – they're a little iffy even on that mm-hmm. because, you know, a lot of times media is going from school to school to school, um, which is what worries me a little bit. But, yeah. uh, you know, that's, that's just the thing is that, like, even then, you know, people are talking about, like, oh, well, high schools in, like, states like Nebraska are going to get, like – more attention, but at the same time, they really won't because still only the parents and family members are going to be allowed to go. Yeah. So it's just like I, I, I'm not saying take away those opportunities. I th- I think if you can play, it's safe to play, do it. But it's just like, you know, if if a industry that has the money to test people doesn't think it's safe, it's boring, it, it? <laughs> it's, it's it's hard to to look at industries that don't have the money to test and say like, ah, oh, it's fine. You know, yeah, um, and just you and I have talked about it. Like you said with soccer, look across the pond at you know places. I know they're starting to spike a little bit in Europe, but I mean, they were able to go back to sports so much sooner uh, because they did what they were told to do. They also South Korea went into, like had, a high shutdown too. We didn't.
1: Yeah, South Korea had they had their first case of COVID the same day. U.S. had their first case of COVID they're having baseball games with full stadiums now you sacrifice a little bit of time and then you can have all this stuff i i don't know it seems obvious to me it's exhausting it's frustrating we can go over and over it all Mm -hmm. all the time every week and it it just kind of keeps boiling up i don't
0: know yeah yeah for sure it's just i you know the I don't know the same people that are complaining about wearing, or the same people that are complaining about not having college football right now. The same people six months ago, are like, why do I have to wear a mask? Why do we have to do this? Those are the same people, and it's like, well, I wonder why. Oh, yeah. Like, and even even if let's let's go to the extreme and say even if some of these studies aren't one hundred percent accurate, maybe the masks don't work. Maybe you know, well, we know washing your hands works, but you know, let's say it doesn't. Even if
1: why risk that? Like, why even if? Roll? Why <laughs> risk it?
0: Yeah. Like, if, if you, six months ago, if you sat, if it was possible, you sat everybody down and said, if you don't touch your face as much as possible, you wash your hands or use hand sanitizer and just be conscious about things, and you wear a mask and social distance, There's in six months, we <laughs> will probably have the things that you wanted now then. I yeah. think everyone would be like, alright, cool. But the problem is, is, everybody was like, well, you should do this, and maybe do this, and you know, this might happen. And it's just like, I, I know nothing's a guarantee, but also treating everything as a, it probably won't happen, like, I I probably won't die, like, I mean, you know, when you get on a plane, it probably won't crash, but... You know, when you get in your car, you probably won't get in an accident. But it's just like you know, you don't get in your car like I'm going to drive a hundred, and everybody—it's everybody else's fault. Like, you know, that's that's basically what it's turned into. And um, well, let's wrap you know. up the
1: COVID talk with um, our thoughts on the parents. You know, writing a letter to the university, <laughs> upset about upset about the decision about yeah. football. I think you yeah. know Iowa did this. They had a group of parents that what they wrote a letter to uh, to the university. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't happy with with their decision about postponing slash canceling the season. I think a couple other schools had this happen too. Yep. Um, right I imagine your take or whatever is not gonna be um, is not gonna be kind or, or you're not gonna <laughs> uh, mince any words. <laughs>
0: um, I will. Uh, um, I will do my best to um, keep it clean. You know. I I, I want to say some positive things before I I get into how I feel. Um, you know, no one
1: wants that. Let's just hear hear your kind thoughts
0: of and like how a feel. kind of like a backhanded compliment here a little bit.
1: I what could you compliment them for?
0: Well, that's right. Exactly. Nothing. Um, I I can understand parents being upset. I can understand um, being upset at the situation in general. I can understand being upset because you know in the previous 18 years before they got to college, you poured a lot of your heart and effort um, into helping them get to where they are. Um, You know, a lot of that actually ends up falling on the student athlete and the coaches they had too, but you know, kind of some of the opportunities um, they were given or support they were given. So I, I get that. I get why they're upset. So don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, People are getting mad at Kevin Warren, number one. I get it. He's, you know, he's the face of the conference. But at the end of the day, the only thing he is, is a moderator for the 14 universities. You know, if eight of the six universities, if there wasn't a vote, if there was a vote, whatever. Like, if a majority of the universities say, it's not safe, we should cancel, all his job is to say... This is what the conference as a collective has decided. Everyone's turned it into Kevin Warren, which, you know, he didn't really answer the questions that were asked. But I feel like the other thing is like, you know, he isn't the one you should be asking the questions from. The questions is like, if your university president or chancellor or athletic director or whatever advised to to cancel, ask ask them, you know. uh, But – I I think a lot of these letters are getting written now because other universities have done it. Uh, we haven't. I don't think we've seen any Pac-12. Pre- you know, p- parents writing to the presidents or um, to. Uh, gosh, I always forget the name of their commissioner, Larry Scott. Um, you know, again, I think a lot of it is y- you've got a bunch of medical schools that kind of know what they're talking about, so I don't think anyone's going to put up a fight. Um, also, a lot of times, with the exception of maybe ASU, U of A, and that's probably about it, uh, most of those colleges are, you're going there, if you're going there and playing a sport, you got accepted in because you're one hell of a smart kid, you know? I mean, look at like Harrison Phillips, he could have gone to Nebraska, he could have gone to, I mean, I don't know where his offers were, but you know, he could have gone to Nebraska, Iowa. Uh, Probably you know the Ohio States, Michigan's of the world, but he went to Stanford and like everyone was up in arms. Like, how did Nebraska let this guy go? Well, hell, I wonder what happened. Like, he was a smart kid that went to a school that's going to give him a degree that's going to be you know leaps and bounds better than some of the Midwest schools. Now that's and not it's a, still a really good football program, and it's still a good football program. <laughs> you know, he's still in the NFL. Like, like the Pac-12, and's got goals. a degree from Stanford. Like.
1: <laughs> Pac-12 has those schools where it's, if if you had a kid and you could put them in any school in the country, Stanford, USC, UCLA are three of the Cal top Berkeley, ones. Cal Berkeley, Washington. They come to mind immediately. Yeah,
0: it, and if you want to send them to the West Coast, yeah.
1: You're absolutely right. I, I don't know. I, I'm with you. It's just, I. this is ridiculous. The parents, I, I understand caring for your kid, and like you said, you put a lot into it, but I feel like there's just this, ridiculous sense of entitlement mm. and and it just it's just horrible it comes out in a, a place where yes you want sports we all want sports but God damn it we <laughs> want we want people to be healthy yeah. you know we, we want them to be safe and, and we want to have a world where we can return to a sense of normalcy and you don't get there by just dealing with the punches. And but and just saying, well, let's just live with this. It, it doesn't make sense.
0: And, and here's the thing, too. Like I said, like oh, now I think, you know, we always see the things on on Twitter, and I I people say it's news or it's newsworthy, and I say it's debatable at times. Like oh, now the Nebraska parents are writing a letter. Now I think Michigan's getting in on it. Um. Stop. I guess. Uh. Like here, I, it's not going to change anything. I mean, the yep. same thing with like. I commend Justin Fields for starting a petition. Petitions don't do jack squat. They don't. I mean, 99.99% of the time, they're pointless. I get it. It's the sentiment. It's the the idea of it. But let's be honest with ourselves. It's probably not going to accomplish anything. They've already made the decision. It's very slim that they would ever reverse that decision. If anything, these parents and coaches and colleges to just unify and find a way to play in the spring if that's what they're going to try to do even if it's 6 games, 8 games, whatever. You know, maybe you only play the west division, you only play the east division, whatever it may be. And I think that like some of these groups of parents are only writing, well, Iowa did it, so we're going to do it. Well, now Nebraska's doing it, so we're going to do it. And it's just like you know, I'm going to get a plane ticket and fly up to the Big Ten. Like what? Stand outside and like with your boom box and play a love song <laughs> to Kevin Warren. Like, I don't. what are you going to do? Like, there's no point. And I get it. I get being upset. And I know that like, I think parents have to sign the National Letter of Intent because technically, you know, they're 17, 18, whatever it may be. You know, I don't know if they consider that a legal contract. I think it's just a legal document. But, like, these guys are 18 to 22. You know, they are adults in theory. They they do make their own decisions. Um, but at the same time, you know, we were 18 to 20. I mean, we're still technically in, really in that age range. You're not quite 23 yet. I'm freshly 23. And, you know, there's a lot of things I wanted to do or a lot of decisions I made that, I, you know, if I go back and be like, that was stupid. Like, why would I do that? It's just like you know, and we always say the, the thing with college football, you know, we talk about it being the inferior product, but the reason I, I come to think of that is like 18 to 22 year olds, you're not 90% of athletes. It's not because like they're smarter than the other guy. They just have a God given talent. That's better than the next guy. They're playing based on emotion, based on feelings. Like if you won the last week and you're excited about it, you go into the next week, you're excited about it. If you lose, you're probably pissed. Like and that could be a good or a bad thing, but it's just like these guys play off emotion to begin with, I, from my experience. And it's like this is kind of like they want to play based off their emotions. Like to not off of – you know, some guys are thinking rationally. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not saying guys aren't thinking at all. But it, it's interesting when – A lot know, of this is emotionally driven though. Yeah. And, and it, it shouldn't be. And, and it's – you know, you have a lot of conferences that have canceled. No one's having a gruff, but then – the Big Ten's livid, and it's like I just don't—I don't know. I just don't get it. Like if I—I I, I could understand if the Pac-12 was mad, the MAC was upset, you know, uh, no, the Mountain West, the independent. Like I could see if like everybody was banding together, but even then, I'd be like, why? There's no like, there's you're not achieving anything. Like you're not. This is
1: one of those things where. A lot of times i look for for compromise or something that we we all can agree on and we all agree that no sports sucks uh, but this is something you cannot change my mind on where um, the, there should be a season or there should the, these parents are in the right state of mind to do this it just doesn't make sense and, well,
0: and, and the other thing too is like some of these people's parents are or i'm not naming names or calling anybody out it's not that's not what this is meant to be but some people's parents are coaches. Some people's parents are activities directors. Some people, like, are working. You know, people are going after Kevin Warren. They're like, oh, well, they're o- he's okay with his own son playing in the SEC. It's like, well, Kevin Warren didn't make the decision by himself. Like, right. it was the university. he can't control and he the can't, SEC's decision. He can't, he can't control, control the SEC and he can't control his kid because guess what? <laughs> his kid's an adult. He can make yeah. his own decisions. Like, now if Kevin Warren went to the games – if, like, the tennis is allowed, like, is that a little hypocritical? Sure, but at the end of the day, like... It's also not a
1: Kevin Warren, you know, it's not everything on his shoulder. So
0: yeah, and is, 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 you know, do I think his tenure in the Big Ten is going to be long if, like, things like this keep happening or if people keep having outrage? I mean, maybe not, but I guess the other thing, too, is he's... Pro- it sounds like he's the heir apparent to Roger Goodell, so, I mean, maybe he doesn't care. Maybe he's... And after all yeah. this, like, why would you want to stay in the Big Ten? He got thrown into single-handedly the toughest decision. Jim Delaney retires. And good for him. Jim De- Jim Delaney is somewhere not giving about a guy that got two, two right dams about what's going <laughs> on. Um, and good for him. You know, got out at the right time. But at the same time, everyone's turning this is like, oh, it's Kevin Warren's fault. It's like, okay, now put your shoes, put, put yourself in his shoes where you've already had half of your sports canceled in the spring. And now, like, there's pressure to cancel the other half in the fall. Like, I don't think he took the job thinking, like, we're going to have a global pandemic. This is going to be great. My first year is going to be fantastic. Like, it's just, I I don't know. And I don't think that writing letters, I don't think petitions, I don't think, like, tweeting at him, I don't think starting, you know, hashtag trend. Like, nothing, none of that's going to matter. Um, and at I the end it of the a, day, makes
1: them all look worse. I,
0: I do too, and I just like I again. I understand being upset for your child, but when your kid goes to college, you are no longer parenting your child. You are now the support system for your child. And
1: football isn't everything, as much as we want it to be. And right, I mean, sports. I already said
0: if you don't have a scholarship offer, you're probably not getting one. So, you know, <laughs> and that was a little harsh, but. That is that's the thing. Is like it's not. Football football is part of the journey. It's not always the end goal.
1: Yeah. Now that our rant's over, um, let's get into to another rant. This one in <laughs> Major League Baseball. Oh um, yeah. There's some. Yeah. The oh well, hold on. Before, before, before
0: one one more okay. thing, um, I think because I think I texted it to you, but uh, before we get into that, because I'm ready to continue to be angry, <laughs> but. Um, this is
1: just a venting session yeah, for our podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really just us getting art. I don't need to go
0: to therapy. It. I just need to, you know, get <laughs> mad at other other people's parents that I'll probably never meet. Um, let's say the ACC, SEC, Big Twelve plays. Okay, let's just assume that they're going to play. I don't think they will, but let's assume they're going to play. Who are you rooting for? Like, who oh, who will you switch your this. allegiance to? Because I've already picked my team.
1: Who's your team? Let's hear
0: it. I'm picking the rambling wreck of Georgia Tech, um, and I like that. You know, I I think it's a it's a neutral school where I absolutely have no ties. Um, you know, it's not an old Big Twelve foe. It's not an old Big Eight foe, um, and you know they get to. I don't think they're going to play Georgia, but you know they're. The only thing is I wish they'd stay as a triple option team but um, I, I think I'd probably have to go I could go with Miami too just based on like past yeah. history but well, you know obviously Nebraska Miami not exactly the friendliest of, of rivalries so I'd probably I, I think my allegiance would switch to to probably Georgia Tech
1: There's probably not one team in the big 12 that I would I enjoy watching or care to see do well.
0: Baylor uh, or Texas Tech would be like my uh, maybe but neither
1: neither move the meter for me. Um, I,
0: a lot of people said Iowa State because nope, just don't don't care. But I don't us. either. But I just you think like care. people were like, Oh well Iowa State's so close, like are we gonna like, start rooting for them? I was like, No, if Why would a team we? In
1: the Big Twelve, either 12 I had to choose, it would probably be Kansas and- for obvious reasons. They're the punchline of just about every joke. Yeah, exactly. Um, It'd be like if well. Nebraska
0: wasn't in the Big Ten, or, yeah, if they were, like, in a different conference and people were like, oh, you got to root for one team. I'd say, like, oh, probably Rutgers because yeah, who or cares? or Illinois. You know, like, they're yeah. just
1: the, the lovable losers. Um, with that being said, my team would probably be Vanderbilt just because yeah. they've been horrible forever. Yeah. Um, Nashville is a really cool city. Vanderbilt has a really cool campus. Um and they're just bad at football. And so, you know, seeing them win a couple games um, would be fun. Seeing them be bad at a lot of games would also be a little bit comical for me. So, probably Vandy. I was also thinking ACC. I like, I like the powder blue of North Carolina. Don't like Mac Brown. Um, <laughs> I do like Wake Forest. I don't know why. Maybe, maybe it's just a black and gold thing.
0: Yeah, maybe, see, maybe that's, that's I was kind of just thinking like the small schools that like, when you think of the conference, you're like, are they still – you, oh, yeah they, yeah, they still have they, they don't field play the in game. the big east anymore right yeah
1: no so i play Syracuse go maybe yeah I, I like although who knows i mean their players aren't aren't happy either um yeah a lot of i I'd go I'll, I'll put i'll buy a vandy jersey or a vandy pullover or something and um I'll, if we get one win i'd be happy i'm all i'm all commodores
0: uh they're the one other one that's been, Do they go by the
1: commies as short or is that no frowned upon probably no frowned probably
0: upon. not i think they they typically just it's Vanderbilt or Vandy and I yeah. I rarely They're hear not them talked about much. Yeah, well, and I rarely hear it's one of those, you know, like when people say like, "Oh, what do you call your friend's parents?" Like, I don't call them anything. I just talk in their direction. Like <laughs> I think with Vanderbilt it's like it's Vanderbilt Vandy or like you don't really call them the doors like that doesn't really make sense. You don't really call them the comment. It's like that's Vanderbilt. Like this is they are who they are. Um no, the one other one that's gained some traction, I guess, and I can see where it's coming from is LSU. Now, the only thing is, like, one that's a little bandwagony for me. Yeah, too uh, bandwagony. Which is not unlike me, but you know. Um, <laughs> but the other part is, you know, Bo Pelini's on the rock or on the uh, coaching staff. So, I mean, I if they play, I will 100 percent be a Bo Pelini fan, and continue to be a Coach O fan. But I will not root for LSU to win.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there. Unless they're playing um,
0: Alabama, then of course I'll root for them to win. But
1: moving on to baseball, we teased it—the baseball unwritten rules. This is just something, just so baseball. I mean, <laughs> it's just so unique to baseball. Um, if, if you were watching the other day, the Padres um, were winning big. Um, they're winning not against, big enough. It was against the Rangers, and, yeah. and they <laughs> the, the
0: the they, organization that beat the Orioles 30 to three. They were.
1: They were beating the Rangers, um, and Fernando Tatis Jr., um, one of the budding stars, if not already superstar, mm-hmm. in the majors, was up, bases loaded, three zero count. You know, uh, something over the middle is probably coming. It was actually a good pitch. It was if a decent three zero pitch. Like, like a good you pitch. know, it was
0: almost out of the zone. Like it was. Yeah.
1: You would take that in most counts, um, but Tatis Jr. as we said is is a star in the league, and um, he hit his second home run of the day. This one just happened to be a grand slam in a pit, <laughs> in, in a hitter's count where you typically watch the pitch um, go in. Um, it's almost a courtesy, and um, he decided, "No, we're here to play," and he knocked one out of the park. And all of a sudden, the Rangers coaches, the Rangers players, a lot of baseball fans and, and media um, are upset about it. They're making stink about it. And I think, you know, we can hear your take first. But this is so – this is just – this is so on brand for baseball. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I was trying to – yeah, I found it here. You go The Jeff Passan tweet. Uh, Unwritten rules are unwritten because when you write them down, it exposes how truly stupid they are. It's just dumb. Yeah, and then, you know, uh, AJ Cassaville, I'm not sure – um he works for mlb.com and is a Padres beat writer um, you know Padres players were also pointing out that you know they were throwing 1-0 and 2-0 sliders which apparently is also an unwritten rule and that just sounds that that just sounds ridiculous
1: it was a good uh, piece of hitting too like yeah well
0: first of all Tatis is absolutely a ripped one you know you'd take that if you were up 10 or down 10 um, unwritten rules are unwritten because they're stupid um it, you know here's some that here are some that make sense. Don't bunt when you're getting no hit or a perfect game. Absolutely. If you do that, you yeah, deserve. there's a level of respect. Yeah, you know, you deserve a special place in hell if you're bunting with with no hit on. Um, and that's about the only one I can think of that Imagine really.
1: Any other? Sport. <laughs> Let's say soccer. Soccer, you're up four nil or something like that. It's a blowout at this point for soccer, and there's a there's an open net, and you tap it in. Or or you you have a good good strike to to go up five now, mm-hmm. a soccer player decides to play the game, and do well at it, and now he's in trouble. That's just not going to happen. Think but, about know. hockey.
0: There, you know, when you can be down two one and you pull your goalie to You're try really- to have an attacker, and if someone scores on the empty net, and it's like, oh well, now we're down two goals. It's like. Well, yeah, you left your goal. You (laughs) left your net empty. Like, what do you want them to do? Like, they could shoot it from the other side and and make it. Like, you know,
1: it is the dumbest. And you think about baseball; um, it's a sport that this whole time leading up to the season struggled with how they're perceived in the media. Um, A lot of people think it's a dying sport, and it's just a sport that always struggles with its image. mm -hmm. And now they're complaining about a budding star having a good piece of hitting. And hitting another home run, which he's doing a lot lately. That is <laughs> you want you don't want good product or, or you don't want players succeeding mm-hmm. and getting fans into the game. It's just so dumb. And that's why it's so on brand with baseball, because the logic is backwards. Yeah. Right? I just <laughs> I can't believe it.
0: If 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 you're not gonna take the time to market your players, then they should find their own way to to get on Twitter. <laughs> if I was I mean People are are calling for the Padres manager to get canned because he didn't back up Tatis. Like I, (laughs) and I'm all for it. Honestly, get get him out of there. Like I, if they would have, could you imagine they put me on the podium after that and be like, yeah, and (laughs) I tell him to do it ten more times.
1: Like you mean to tell me my guy went up there with the intent of hitting? That's what his job is at that moment. And he
0: got an incredible pitch. Not even, and it wasn't even that. Like it he wasn't didn't like throw a him a meat, over the Yeah, bit. he didn't throw yeah. him a meatball down the middle or anything. Like he he laced a, a, a good three <laughs> oh pitch. Um it's You so know, did he big. need to swing? No. But am I mad he did? No. I mean here's the thing. That's his I, job. You know He's doing I, his job. I've always in football, you can it's pretty easy to run up to score. In soccer, it's possible to run up the score. Basketball, it's easy to, you know, you put on a full court press up 15. Um, you know, there are sports where it's easy to run up the score. Baseball is much like golf. It's much like tennis where, like, it's, an, it's essentially an individual sport until the ball's in play where, like, it doesn't matter what the count is, how many outs there are, what the score is. It's you versus the pitcher until that ball's in play. And, like, it, 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 you can't really run up, you can't intentionally run up the score in baseball unless you're having everybody steal home. Now, if we're going to go back to when you and I played baseball together, where we talk about, uh, you know, and I have personal experience with this because I've had to apologize for something I did. Yeah, we, you know, uh, we'd be
1: forced to apologize if we ran up the
0: score. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I stole home when we were up, what? I think we were up 12 to 1. And, and it 13. was like,
1: but it was like, Obviously, the worst team in the league. Yeah.
0: And you can get away
1: with stuff that you shouldn't be doing on the base pass. And, and yeah, I mean, bad.
0: I was, like, halfway down the line. Like, my leadoff was huge. The kid dropped a pitch. So, I stole home. Like, whatever. I get it. But, and but and it the comes... parents were livid. And it was like, oh, like, we're down 13 or something. It was like, this is a sport where, like, just play better and you won't give exactly. up more runs.
1: You're, you're losing and you're down this big because, and I, I'm bringing it back up to Bill Belichick. Just do your job. You're not doing your job, <laughs> and it's not my fault you're not doing your job. I'm going to do my job, and I'm going to be damn good at it. Yeah. And that's what Tatis Jr. was doing. Yeah. There should be no shame. There should be no talk about it. They're just better. They were playing better, and they did their damn job. Yeah. What's the big deal?
0: Yeah, I I would not have apologized um, for for what I did unless I was told to do it. Um. And, you know, I did. Uh. Should I have done it? No. But did I do it? And they should have just gotten me out. Yeah, probably.
1: Well, it's, it's also it's also like there's a level of respect where you weren't laughing at the guy or or stomping on home plate. Tontis Jr. wasn't taking 20 seconds to do his home run yeah. trot, or like they weren't laughing at the other team. He's just playing baseball. What a, what a joke it is that that is a, a thing um, that people are upset about. It mm-hmm. baseball unwritten rules. Baseball a lot of times just cracks me up. I love the sport. Um, obviously, I mean that's the game that I'm I'm probably most involved in, but. <laughs> the, the thinking and the logic is so so ridiculous to me that i you can't help but laugh
0: and and like here's the other thing are they is there this outrage if you know they're up i think they were up like 10 to three or whatever it was like is there's a is there this outrage if it's a solo home run is there this outrage of like i could see if he hit a 30 pitch you know and there was like they kind of fumbled it out in the outfield, and he like tries to go for an inside the Parker. Like I could see maybe yeah. being like a little you know butthurt about it, but at the same time, it's just like also, it's baseball. Like
1: who? And it's a three zero count. He watches that one come in for a strike. The next pitch is probably going to be either one over the middle because it's a three one. Or it's going it to be the swing. same
0: pitch he just threw.
1: Or it's going to be out of the zone. And then you're walking in runs. Who wants to sit there and watch you, this pitcher not be able to find the plate? And then you walk in runs. It extends the game. It's boring. No one's doing what they want to do. It's not good for anybody. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, well, the White the White Sox hit four home runs in a row against the Cardinals. And no one was like, they need to just, like, stop <laughs> trying to hit home runs. Like, that, no. That's not how that works. Like, you don't just – your, your job is to go out there, whether it's, you know – Little league, high school, college, pro, whatever, minor leagues. Your job is to go out there and play the game the way it's meant to be played. If that means you score 30 in one game and you lose 10 to nothing in the next game, it's baseball. Like, it's one of those... Baseball is the only sport I will ever say that, like, yeah, they play too many games, but for a good reason. Because they are the most, like day in and day out the game will be played different based on yeah. who's on the mound, what your lineup is, do you have more lefties or righties in the lineup? Who's, you know, like it 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 is probably the most variable um of all of them. So I I'm I'm I don't know. I yeah. I I want to look up like what the unwritten rules are, but they're unwritten for that reason. Like I they, they <laughs> don't really exist anywhere.
1: Yeah, I mean and they're just for the, for the most part, it's all dumb. It does, I mean, that tweet summed it up where once you actually put it into writing, you realize, oh, wow, we sound stupid. This yeah. makes no sense. So, I mean, I don't know.
0: Miguel Cabrera hit, oh, I don't think he hit a home run, but he hit a double when he was getting intentionally walked <laughs> back in like 2003, 2002, whatever it was. It's like, it, are you people going to get mad about that? It's like, hey, maybe throw a better intent. I know that <laughs> like now you just tell them it's an intentional walk, but, you know. It's the same. Like if if there's a full count, what do you feel Like, oh, uh, you should let the pitcher just strike you out if he throws it down the middle. Like, no. Like, what, your job is to go out there and either hit the ball or get the guy out. And if and if you you are the one hitting the ball and they're upset about it, then they were probably gonna be upset about it whether they were up they were up ten or down ten.
1: I mean, imagine if it's the other way around. I mean, Rangers are killing the Padres eleven to nothing. No one's on base. And now they're upset because the pitcher keeps throwing good pitches on the black that they can't hit. Yeah. like he's just doing his job better. Yeah. I don't know. It's ridiculous. I agree. We we've ranted just about everything. We have a lot of frustration. That's obvious. But um, I think it was a, a well-needed podcast just to uh, <laughs> probably just get. It I off feel our a little shoulders. better. I don't know if we spoke sense into the world. We won't make a difference. But at least at least it's off our shoulders. Our
0: uh, our letter and petition to the Big Ten will not be heard. Um, but (laughs) if you you, like everyone else if i need to email this to kevin warren i i guess i will
1: Uh, (laughs) for colton stone i'm steven off that'll do it this week until next time